You're listening to the Seminary of Hard Knocks podcast, episode 30. We're talking about what churches are looking for when hiring a communications pastor with Holly Tate. Welcome to the Seminary of Hard Knocks, a podcast designed to help you master church communications and social media. These are practical solutions from the trenches that any church can use. Now, let's join your host, Seth Muse, who is secretly a robot from the future. Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Seminary of Hard Knocks podcast. I am Seth, and today on the show, I am very, very glad to be able to bring Holly Tate from Vanderblumen Search Group. Holly is the Director of Business Development, and she oversees the company's branding, marketing, and new business initiatives. And if there's anybody who kind of knows what churches are looking for in hiring a church communications pastor, director, it's Vanderblumen. So in this business, she's able to rub shoulders with those who are, are, are rubbing shoulders with the churches that are looking to hire these positions. So she has a lot of great insights. If you're a church communicator and you might be looking for a job, or maybe you have a job and you're not interested in a new job, but here's how this podcast can help you. You can start looking at what we talk about and say, am I doing those things? Is this my role? And if it's not, that's cool. But also maybe you should have some of these roles in your job description. So we're taking a look at what churches are really after when they say, we're going to hire a communications pastor. We're going to hire a, uh, a creative pastor who's over communications. Whatever your role is, if you head up communications at your church, there are a set of understood um, expectations on you. And you may know them, you may not, and I hope you do, but if you don't, I'm so sorry, but let's, we can work on that together. But that is what Holly and I are going to talk about. And it's such a fun conversation. Holly is a lot of energy, a lot of fun to talk to. So you're going to really enjoy this interview. Before we get to that, do me a favor, go and follow the Seminary of Hard Knocks on Instagram. You'll find me at Instagram slash uh, the Seminary of Hard Knocks. I'll written out all together. So I'm putting special content out there that is only found on Instagram, nowhere else. And it's about church comms and social media and all kinds of fun stuff. And and there's actually a funny video from this week that uh, we were doing an install of some of our, um, our, our, we have a new church location. I don't really know what it is yet, but our church is planting and, uh, we have a second, another location. So let's just say that. And, um, we, uh, we, we had the, the screen installed and when we finally got, the, they forgot to plug it in. So we go up in the ceiling, we plug this thing in and finally get it to roll down and we roll the screen down and the thing is installed backwards. So the black part of the screen, the back of the screen is what's facing out. And so there's no way to test our projector until they could come out and change it. And so we had to put up tape and just figure it all out. It was, I got it on Instagram. It was pretty funny. Uh, the after aftermath of discovering that. So that was pretty funny. Anyway, go there and check out some of this stuff. There's a lot of other serious stuff too that we do that uh, it's, it's just helps and things like that for, uh, for Instagram, for social media in general, for web, just all kinds of interesting tidbits and facts and things there. And it's a fun place to be. I love Instagram. You can DM me there. You can, and and I will respond to you. It is a great place to connect with me personally, ask questions, tell me I'm stupid, tell me I'm great, whatever you want to do. It's fine. I just like meeting new people. So go follow me on Instagram, the seminary of hard knocks. That is the first thing. The second thing is this. If you're not part of my email subscribe list every single week, that's a link to my blog or that's just fun 
articles and stuff, you are totally missing out on some of the fun stuff that I get to do with my followers. Right now, there's a lot of people on that list. They're benefiting from some of the things I put out in the email, as well as having a good laugh when they get the email, because my emails are kind of off the wall. Uh, it's, it's a little bit wheels off and I love it that way. Uh, the way I write there is kind of just for a lot of entertainment purposes, but it's short, it's sweet, it's fun. You might get some good things out of it. And it's a link to my blog every week where I know you're going to get some great value there in the communication role that you might be in. So go to my website, sethmuse.com and search for email. In fact, there's going to be a pop-up if you scroll down and uh, sign up for my email list there. I'll give you a free ebook that tells you a little bit more about who I am, where I come from, some of my um, hard knocks that I've received along the way as a youth pastor and other things that I've gotten into that just, uh, you might go, wow, I can't believe that you did that and still got to keep your job. And uh, just some of the things that I learned along the way by not having a mentor and why I do this now is so that people don't have to have the scars that I have and this and, and some of the hard knocks that I took to get to a place where I felt like I understood a few things about what I was doing. And, uh, and what's great is that I still don't know a lot and I'm still learning just like you. I'm on a journey with you. And so today in our conversation, join me on that journey with Holly Tate as we talk about what churches are probably looking for in a communications pastor. And if you have a job again, look at this list, look at what we talk about and say, am I am I these things? And that's a great assessment of kind of where you are and how you're doing in your job. So you can find the show notes for this episode at sethmuse.com slash 30 slash 30 sethmuse.com slash 30 and grab all the links that we discuss in this episode. All right, everybody, welcome back to the podcast. Glad that you're here today. Uh, on the show, I have a guest, Holly Tate. She's the Director of Business Development at Vanderblumen. Holly, welcome to the show. Hey, thank you so much. I'm glad to be here. I'm glad to have you. And I'm excited about our conversation because I think a lot of church communicators are either looking for a new job or they are looking for their first job or they're in a job and might not know if they're doing the job well. And so today I'm excited to get to talk to you about like what churches are looking for because that's what you guys do, right? Yeah. Well, Vanderblumen Search Group, we exist to help churches build great teams. And so we primarily do that through helping them with staffing. So making sure that they have the right people in the right places. And you're right. We do a lot of church communications or church marketing searches. So I'm excited to uh, be here and, and learn from you as well. So that's, this is fun. That's great. And you guys are based in Houston, right? We are. We're in Houston, Texas, but we work with churches all over the country and even the world a little bit, which is fun. Right. Yeah. I always see your blog and the post and things like uh, like job posts and stuff. And it's like, oh, my gosh, these are all over the place, all over the nation. I think yeah. you guys might be you might be the biggest one. Is that accurate or is that close? Yeah. I mean, like the biggest you know, search I'm, firm out there for churches. Yeah, I don't know what um, others out there are doing, but I do know that we are very busy. And yeah. uh, <laughs> but we—it's fun. We have an amazing team, um, and so it's just really cool to see the not only the amount of churches, but uh, the different types. You know, mm -hmm. all different shapes and sizes and geography. Um, it's just really neat to have 
such a viewpoint of the kingdom. You know, we get to see God working in so many different ways and different types of churches all over the country. And I think that's my favorite part about what I get to do is just be able to see God moving um, in a church plant of 30 people or, you know, at the Willow Creeks and Life Church and Central Christians of the world. So, um, and everything in between. Well, tell us exactly what is it you do at Vanderblumen? What is your position? Sure. So my title is Director of Business Development, but really what that means is I oversee all of our marketing initiatives, our content, like you mentioned, our blog. We also have a podcast, so our Vanderblumen Leadership Podcast, um, our branding and new initiatives. Um, So our founder, you know, William Vanderblumen, um, he's an author. And so I get to kind of help him with different books and content and um, that good stuff. So Awesome. I love it. I've been here five years and I'm one of those crazy millennials that apparently doesn't stay places very long. Yeah. <laughs> five I, years ancient for a millennial, right? It is. It is. <laughs> so, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's been, ancient for some of us Gen X or two. Yeah. yeah. I, I think my average is maybe three and a half. Yeah. Yeah. Somewhere in there. No, it's, that's, I think that's just the reality of, um, you know, of, of, of the work world these days. Um, mm-hmm. but yeah, it's been, it's been a fun journey over the last five years. Yeah. And, and just off, off topic, well, not really off topic, but kind of off topic. Um, ha, there's a percentage out there kind of, of how long pastors stay in roles. So has that changed a little over the last couple of years? What, where's that at now? Yeah. I mean, but, we've definitely seen a shift in the last 10 years, um, for sure. Uh, you know, I mean, I've only been at Vanderbilt for five years to really dig into those stats, but, um, from what I've learned is, you know, it's it's mainly because of technology. So, I mean, mm-hmm. you know, I'm, I'm holding my iPhone right now and this thing turns 10 this year, which is just crazy to think about. And, yeah. um, you know, I was on uh, vacation on Monday and had to send a few emails and do a few things. And I was just amazed that I can do a large percentage of my job on my phone, yeah. you know. And so I think that um, tenure is associated with technology in that sense because, those that are younger are um, tend to be movers and shakers because they've grown up in the digital world where things change a lot quicker than they used to. And so mm-hmm. they like change maybe a lot more than those that came before them. Um, so I think there's a lot of reasons for tenure, but I do think that it's uh, one of the stats of the millennial millennials and Gen Zs, um, you know, having uh, less tenure in one place. But it's not necessarily a bad thing. You know, there's pros and cons. Yeah. Um, but well, to answer your question simply, yes, tenure has changed. Yeah. I, well, I, what I've what I've noticed is there is in this generation, you know, for all the whatever people will say about it, um, the millennials and the and as you call them Gen Zs. I like that. I'm going to I'm going to stick with that. The Gen yeah. Zs. That's they, right. Gen Zs. <laughs> Gen Zs. They like uh, they're they're one of the most entrepreneurial go get it done. Honestly, a pretty hardworking generation. And, yep. and one of the most massive as, as well, but one of the hardest working generations that are really starting businesses and they're, 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 uh, they're launching products and they're innovating and it's, it's crazy. It's crazy. The stuff that's come out just out of this one generation already. It's like, yeah. what's the and future like, right? Well, it's interesting that you said that because a lot of people would say it would, would disagree with you. You know, there's yep. a lot of articles you can Google millennials in the workforce. And a lot of people are arguing that. Millennials and G- Gen Zs are lazy, um, mm-hmm. uh, you know, and and not hard workers. Um, but I actually, and maybe I'm biased because I am one, but I would agree with you that we actually are. And my argument for that is 
and that goes so much with what we're about to talk about with church communicators and marketers is I believe that an employer, whether you are a church or whether you are in the corporate world, but if you are a leader who is looking to hire people, your greatest competition for millennials and generation Z is them starting their own business, especially if they're creative because they can, you know, they, they can from their laptop, launch a business online or start their own creative agency. And then you need to hire them as a contractor. And so that's why we as Vanderbloom and talk about culture all the time. Culture is so important for millennials and Generation Z. Um, because if you're not a place they want to work, they can just start their own thing. And that's, so that's it right there. And that's, yeah. that's the huge competitive factor that I see all the time. I see it myself. It's like, I'll stay here as long as this is important, as long yeah. as you're, you're a business that's worth working for, you know, and even mm-hmm. if it's a church, it's like, if our church, you know, we just have terrible leadership and we don't have processes and nobody knows what anybody's doing. It gets frustrating. I'm like, you know what? I'm out of here. There's a million other things I could be doing with my time. I get one life. It's important to me to make sure it's valuable. And and it's like, that's the message that's not getting across. I don't think from that generation, from your Mm -hmm. generation is that, Hey, we'll work hard. You just got to make us like, you just got to give us something worth working for. You know, it's Mm -hmm. like, so, and so give them an opportunity to be entrepreneurial yeah. you know, within your walls. Absolutely. Oh, That's and right. Who was it? I, I thought, and this is so, so not on our list of things to talk about, but I love talking <laughs> about this. Uh, somebody, I think it might've been Wes Gay who said uh-huh. he, he started a term intrapreneurial, mm-hmm. you know, where you're an entrepreneur, but you're inside a corporation or inside a business that like Facebook yeah. and Google are encouraging this kind of like, Hey, work here 20 hours. And then we'll pay you for 20 hours more to do some something innovative that you're passionate about. Yeah, I think Google calls it like think time. You get to spend time just uh, exploring and inventing new things, but within Google. So, yeah, yeah, that's a great, great Uh, point. Honestly, that right there, it's a great time to be alive, to be be honest, right? (laughs) I agree. I am so thankful. I am too. (laughs) It's pretty amazing. Well, let's let's talk about some of these uh, candidates and churches that you guys are looking at. Um, Kind of run us through a, a brief look at what is the process that you guys use for matching up candidates with with a, a good fit for a job. Yes. Well, so since we're talking to mostly church communicators out there, I'll kind of use that as an example. So sure. um, the way that our process works is we're partners with the church as they're searching for who that person is that God has called to serve mm-hmm. in their specific context. So um, exactly what you're saying, you know, we're, we're looking for those people who Um, are looking for that place where they can belong, for that place where they feel like God has called them to use the gifts that he's given them to serve and and build the kingdom in a specific community. So the church is our client. So we're actually working on behalf of the church to cast that net really wide to help them find, um, you know, that director of communications or marketing manager or whatever that role might be. Um, and so we're actually going out and, and finding that person. Um, and we, you know, start with a really wide net, then narrow it down to where we're interviewing folks face to face and then presenting the church with a group of finalists. Um, and in that we have a consultation process where we're helping them write the job description, the key result areas, crafting what that role looks like, especially in a marketing or communications context, because that can mean a lot of different things. So many things. And it's so, and it's so new too. I mean, it's kind of, I mean, it's not new, new, but it's, you know, within the last decade, you start seeing churches bring that position on. Mm -hmm. So in that position, you know, the, the church communicator, the church 
direct communications director, whatever they call that, are more more churches hiring that position? And and what's the, what's the trend there? Yes, a resounding yes. How's it, how, how's it growing? I guess is like what what are they expected to do? Yeah, well, I think the onset of digital technology, you know, has really um, woken the church to realize what a need it is to have somebody on staff who is waking up in the morning and going to bed at night thinking about this term marketing. And historically, I think that there's been a negative connotation with the word marketing in church. Yeah. Um, and I'm, I'm seeing that um, decrease, which I think is a really good thing. Marketing is not a bad thing. Um, I think that marketing is a really good thing. Marketing is telling stories and we have the greatest story to tell as churches. I mean, we have the salvation story. And so I get really excited when I, um, you know, hear churches that are looking to hire that person who's working on their communications and marketing so that they can get the word out to their community about how they, you know, how their community can come to know Jesus. Um, and so, yes. Yeah, so I think that it's it maybe you used to have the person on staff that was in charge of um, creating the bulletin, you know, on mm-hmm. Sunday, um, you know, very much more print oriented, which right. is still very important and still needed. But there's definitely been a shift towards, you know, digital strategy, online marketing, you know, making sure your website's yeah. up to date and best practices. Yeah, um, yeah, and social that, media, et cetera. And you bring up a good point. I mean, a lot of church communicators, especially in like a smaller church setting where there's like four people on staff, right? Mm-hmm. 150 people coming on Sunday, that kind of setting, which yeah, is very typical. We call the normal church, which is normal. <laughs> I mean, it's very it typical. And, and so yes. that's like, like so hard for when you're, you're marketing things. It's like, okay, I got to think about this church. Especially when you live in Dallas or Houston, it's like the homes of the mega churches, you know. Yes. So, uh, so anyway, I'm, I'm thinking about that church. So here's a here's a lady, or you know, who's been the church secretary usually. Mm-hmm. This is typical, and yep. has been doing the bulletin in publisher for years. And now yes. it's like, oh, we need a Facebook page. So you're going to be in charge of our Facebook page now. And so it's like, what do I do with that? Yeah. You know, and they, what does that even mean? They don't what even, is the Facebook? <laughs> yeah. What is the Facebook? You know, like, what is the tweeter? You know, it's yep. like, they don't, they don't, it's like a whole new world they're thrown into. And, and so they're learning and they're trying to figure it out as we go. And these churches are kind of going, okay, we might need to uh, ask you to do a little bit more. And so here's, here's a church communicator that's being grown, but not really poured into. And so some churches are looking outside the church for that. I guess what I'm asking is, is are you seeing churches look more for the, the grow from within? Are they actually investing or are they, are they going outside to like, I, I need somebody with marketing in the secular world skills kind of thing? Yeah, well, job. I think there's definitely both, right? So um, I am seeing leaders who are more forward thinking going to the teenager, you know, that's at youth group every Wednesday night who is on Snapchat and um, going to that teenager and saying, hey, you know, can why don't you be our social media volunteer? Um, And that is brilliant to Mm -hmm. tap into those younger, um, you know, people on your church. Maybe they're in college. Maybe they're in high school. Maybe you could give them an internship, you know, a, a social media internship to figure it out for your church. Yeah. And because um, they're growing I, up with it, they know it. Yes, they are digital natives, mm-hmm. and 
Um, so I, we see leaders doing that and, and we love that. Um, you know, I actually, when Snapchat, um, uh, Snapchat was around when I was in college, but it wasn't really, it was actually kind of had a negative. <laughs> yeah. It wasn't used like, for what it is now. Christians did not sign up for Snapchat. Nope, so. It was, it was, a uh, Oh, you've got Snapchat. Bad. Okay. I'm gonna pray for you. <laughs> yes. Bad news. So when William, this is kind of a rabbit trail, but I promise I'll come back to your question. Um, our founder, William came up to me and said, uh, his daughter, I think she's now 13 or 14. Anyway, a couple of years ago said, Hey, I want, um, I want her to come in and teach us about Snapchat. And I said, are you kidding me? What? Snapchat is still around. And, Cause I wasn't <laughs> on it. And anyway, so she was, you know, I don't know, 12 or something at the time. And she's sitting here. She like was my intern for a day and taught me about Snapchat and how to use it. And I love that William, our leader, who is a gen X mm-hmm. is, is always trying to think younger, is always pushing me, even as a millennial, to think younger. And and so I think that that's important as, especially if you're in that normal church, that smaller church, Mm -hmm. to think outside the box in that sense um, of who, who on your, in your church, maybe it is a teenager or a college student who um, can help you figure that out. But then of course, there are, especially if it is a larger church, um, maybe a multi-site setting who are bringing in, um, you know, maybe more experts to consult with them, to help them figure out, because that, that is harder when you have five campuses, um, that all have a couple hundred or maybe even a couple thousand people, that's more of a puzzle than, um, just having to worry about one location. Um, right. And I think that's important to distinguish too. I mean, the size of your church does affect what the church is looking for in that role. Yeah. Sure. I mean, obviously if you, and I understand it a little and also kind of like, okay, big churches, take a chance. You know, you might find a diamond in the rough Aladdin type, you know, somewhere out there that's doing great things. But, but I, I get totally why you want someone who's managing five campuses and multiple Twitter accounts, multiple Facebook pages and Instagram accounts. And not only that, but just the, how do we have inner office communications? How do you do a re- graphics request? I mean, there's so much to that job. Mm-hmm. That you definitely need a high functioning multitasker at the helm for like a really big church. Whereas yeah. on the normal size, like you're saying, I mean, you can get it done, you know, yeah. you can with, with, with someone a little more experienced. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. You're exactly right. Yeah. So lo- looking at the size on the church and uh, when you guys write the job descriptions, what are some of those things that you put on there? You're like, Hey, you've got to make sure your church communicator has the authority or the responsibility to do this. What are some of those things on the job description you guys are encouraging churches with? So you're probably going to hate this answer, but <laughs> I love the answers it depends. That I hate. It depends. Oh, thank you. Um, thank you, Dr. Rayner. Exactly. <laughs> That's great. We love Dr. Rayner. Oh man. Dr. Rayner and Jonathan are going to have a good laugh at that one. Um, yeah. So because every church is different, you know, every job description is going to look different. So, right. um, But what I will say is what I would encourage church leaders to think about is um, there are a lot of specialized and technical skills that come with a communications or marketing uh, role. Mm -hmm. And so a lot of times, especially someone who I feel like um, doesn't come from a marketing or communications background, they'll say, we need somebody to handle our social media because they in their mind, marketing just is social media, or that's the part that they don't understand. So they want somebody right. to just figure that part out. Right. But what I would encourage church leaders to think about is 
um, this is more of a strategic role. This is what you were describing. You know, this is a role where um, I believe this role should be covering helping cover internal and external communications. It kind of has a public relations twist to it, you know. Um, Would you say this is like an executive staff role? This is not a... Um, it depends. Like Again, it depends. <laughs> it's, it's, it's in there with the pastor and the worship pastor and that kind of thing. Or is it in like more of the, I hate to talk about it in like levels and hierarchy, but we got to come on everybody. This, this kind of stuff exists. Right. So, uh, yeah, kind of I mean, that it, yeah it, it really just depends on the church. So we have a client right now that is looking for a graphic designer who will report directly to the senior pastor. And that's because they are a very forward thinking design is a huge part of the way that they communicate to their community. Mm -hmm. And so for that, I mean, that is a unique situation where the graphic designer would report directly to the senior pastor, right? I mean, usually your graphic designer is going to report to a communications director or a marketing director, if you even have a graphic designer on staff. Or the worship director, worship pastor. Yeah, yeah, or creative arts, et cetera. Yeah. Um, and so, so that's a unique situation. Whereas at another church, um, you might have the, um, marketing person be at the table, you know, in those leadership meetings, or you might have them report to the executive pastor or Mm -hmm. the COO, depending on the size and the scope of the church. So there's really not a universal answer. And that's why it really is important. And that's the huge part of what we do on the front end of a search is going in and and meeting with the church leadership team to really understand their DNA to help craft this role because it can look so different in every context. And I love that too, because, because on my thinking, it's in in a smaller church setting. I mean, a pastor or whoever's running this elder board, whatever, they're kind of making this up as a go. Cause I mean, this is new for a lot of them. And so sometimes it's like, here's where you should be when they haven't considered their situation, like you're saying, and, and and put you like in a place where you can't make the right decisions that you need to be able to make to function in your context well. And, yeah. so, and, and, and I love that because you guys help help churches see, okay, the system doesn't look like you think it looks like here. And, and sometimes it, it takes an outside perspective to really see that. I, I Man, in my own business, my own company, whatever, I mean, I'm constantly going, what do you see here? Yes. And I didn't see it. It was wrong. You know, I was wrong about it. So it was great. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, when we're so close to something, it's really hard to see things objectively. I mean, I experience that every day in my role as a marketer. Mm-hmm. Um, so you're you're exactly right. Well, so what are some of those things that when you're interviewing candidates for communication roles, what are some things that you've seen that you're like, okay, don't put that on your resume. That's, <laughs> that's a turnoff. Don't do that. I mean, like just if somebody's out there looking for a job, like give them a little bit of a Hey, they're not looking for this, you know, (laughs) don't do that on your resume kind of stuff. Well, I think the thing is, is it's not rocket science, right? So I think I would, you know, just encourage you to take a step back and, and look at your resume as if someone who didn't know me was looking at this, you know, what would they, what would their impression be? And if you're a marketer out there, I mean, that's how you should be thinking. Mm -hmm. That's how you should be looking at everything is what, what message am I sending in this in this resume or in my portfolio or, you know, whatever it might be, my teaching sample, um, my worship sample, et cetera. Um, so, you know, there's no magic formula for a resume. You know, we tell candidates this all the time. Um, your resume should tell us uh, where you've been, what you did there and why it makes sense that you're applying for this role. 
Um, so it's really not rocket science. Uh, you know, things like guys proofread your resume. <laughs> you yes. Know? Yes. Um, Oh, and also make sure that you submit the proofed version. We actually had someone recently accidentally submit the version that their wife had edited and made some jokes on there. And (laughs) (laughs) we let him know like, hey, thanks so much for submitting this. But um, and we thought that these jokes were really funny, but we'd love your final resume. (laughs) It was great. We all had a good laugh. He had a good laugh. It was great. That's awesome. But, um, But yeah, so I would just, you know, just take a step back and go. If I don't know me, what message am, am I sending across in my resume? Mm-hmm. Is it representing me in the way that I want to be represented? Represented, um, not only as you know a a marketer, but as a follower of follower of Christ, and also as someone who could potentially work for this church. You know, mm-hmm. um, do your research on the church. Uh, you know, make sure that it could be a fit. Don't just apply to any job that comes your way. Um, make yeah. sure that it is, because that's a lot of what we're looking at and what is so important in a marketing role and any pastoral role or church staff role is theology. You know, is, does your theology align with this church? Is this um, a church that you believe is reaching their community for the gospel in a way that makes you excited to drive to work in the morning? You know, think yeah. about those things as you're, as you're praying and asking God, um, you know, what he might have for you next. You bring up a good point too. Um, and I'll ask you your opinion on this. What is the role? I mean, so many of us look at these jobs as like, okay, I need to learn all these technical things and I'm basically getting message. I'm a marketer. I'm very, it's honestly very secular in how we look at it. So I see this role as kind of, as a very pastoral role. I mean, when you're, Mm -hmm. when you're on social media and people are asking for prayer, you're praying for them. You know, yes. when people are coming in and saying, Hey, how do I get to the, you know, the family picnic at the park or whatever, where is that? And you're the one answering them. So you're, you're fulfilling some, some pastoral roles there in, in doing that. So, um, do you, do you see client or clients, I guess, candidates, do you see candidates kind of ignoring that part or how, how big of a role is that in some of the job descriptions that you're, you're seeing for that position? Yeah, no, I, I think it's huge. I mean, I think that communication directors, marketers have a big responsibility. Mm-hmm. Um, I, when I teach workshops on this subject, you know, I tell everybody, your it used to be that the first impression of your church was when somebody would walk through the doors or pull in the parking lot, right? Right. Now they're going to Google your church before mm-hmm. they visit, so their first impression is going to be your Google results. Maybe it's not even your website. Maybe it's your Google maps page. Is that updated? Are you pointing people to the right direction? How easy is it to find where you're located or to contact you? Yeah. It's amazing how sometimes, I mean, I look at tons of church websites every week and it's amazing how hard it is for me to find where a church is located. Well, if I am looking for your location and I can't find it, and I'm not trying to visit. I'm just trying to maybe send you something in the mail right. or just curious what city you're in. How in the world do you expect your community to find you and visit you on Sunday? Yeah. How do the accidentals, you know, the people aren't really looking at you. Oh, maybe so. You know, just yeah. you're not going to get that. So I, mean, I don't know if that's pastoral, but I do think it's a huge responsibility in reaching people for the gospel in your community because you are the first impression yeah. online. You're your uh, search results, your social media accounts, are they updated? I mean, I'm not saying you have to tweet, you know, a million times a day or post to Facebook every day, but is it updated information? Are your photos representative of who you are as a church body? That is a, and is your website, you know, easy to navigate, 
can I find what you're about, your beliefs, your location on the front page, et cetera. Um, and if not, I feel like we're not we're not doing our jobs with excellence and with the weight of responsibility that we have as church marketers and communicators to fulfill our role in reaching our communities with the gospel. Right. Fully agree. Fully agree. Uh, there's so many hats that you do wear as a communicator, your guest, in, your guest connections, your website, your social media, your pastor, uh, yeah. a pastor. Wow. A pa- your pastoral. <laughs> pastor. Uh, pastor. So, <laughs> I like it. <laughs> we have a, we have a Spanish version of our church, uh, side of our church. So, uh, yeah. Hey, there you go. It, it, it bleeds into my life a little bit. I so, love it. Uh, anyway, I, I love that. And it's funny you mentioned that Google, the Google map just the other day on our, our, our page, I was looking, we have a campus that we're, we're working on getting ready to yeah. launch a separate campus and kind of figuring That's out what we're going to do with that. Very exciting, but it's still listed in Google as the former church we bought it from. Oh, and I noticed man. it and I was like, Oh my gosh, we got to get this changed. So I, I yeah. contacted our missions team. They're like, we don't know how to change that. I'm like, well, I don't know how to change that either. So I'll figure it out. <laughs> so I figured it out and got it changed. But it's like, mm-hmm. wow, somebody's going to look for our campus there. That's in that area and go, where is that church yep. that I looked for? Oh, it's not. Oh, here it is. It's not that church. I'm so confused. What's going on? So, yes, that so, is such a real life example. Oh and I gosh. love how you said, I'll figure it out because I believe that is the number one characteristic that churches need in this role. Yeah. Like people who have an insatiable curiosity that literally say, I'll figure it out to everything. Yeah, um, because that, I think that's key. It is. And that, cause the, what that is, is that somebody going, I have this really cool idea. I want to do it. No one's doing this or else I'd already know how to do it. So I got to figure out how to do this. Yes. I mean, that's the basis of innovation that Mm -hmm. reaches people that no one's reaching by doing things no one's doing, right? Yep, absolutely. So, (laughs) I mean, that's a great quote. It's one of my favorite quotes from from him. Well, uh, Holly, this has been incredible. Um, Tell everybody if if there's a place we can connect, like with with Vanderblum and with you, uh, where can we find you? Yeah, well, I'd love if you're listening to this podcast, that probably means that you like podcasts. (laughs) So, yeah, yeah, head on over to the Vanderblum and Leadership Podcast um, would love to see you there. I think you guys would really enjoy that. Um, and of course, you know, we have our website, vanderblumen.com, where we have literally thousands of blogs all about church leadership, as well as some downloads and free resources um, for you guys out there that are on the front lines of yeah. ministry. Um, so, I, yeah. And I'll, if, and I'll put those links in the show notes, too. Um, oh, perfect. For, for people to grab. Awesome. Yeah. For you, for me, you guys seem you're kind of like the the Christian version of HubSpot in some ways. Oh my goodness. You're kind no of, one has ever told that to me. And I think that you're now my favorite person. <laughs> is, am I onto it? Am I onto it? Because well, so I'm, I kind of have a nickname around here. Um, Holly HubSpot. So nice. I, uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm a huge HubSpot fan. Me too. I, um, found them in college and just, uh, love their mission as far as, um, marketing goes and, and they're not a faith-based company at all. Um, no, and but so they, they give you so much stuff though. Yeah. I've, I've loved learning from them. Yeah. And, for sure. and you guys have a lot of that kind of content, but, but based in the Christian world, like your blogs, your podcasts. So it, it's well done. Uh, I'll encourage everybody to go there too. It's, it's awesome stuff. Oh, thanks. So, well, Holly, thanks so much for being on the show. This has been really great, really informative. I think our audience is going to love it. 
Well, so. thank you so much for having me. And if we can help anybody out there, please don't hesitate to reach out. Um, we love serving churches. So absolutely. thank you so much, Seth. You're welcome. Thank you for being on the show. And everybody, you can find those show notes at sethmuse.com slash three zero. So slash 30. That is, this is the 30th episode of the Seminary of Hard Knocks. Uh, thank you guys for being with me. And I'll catch you guys next week. Thanks. Have a good one. Bye. Bye.